episode of All Things Music. My name is Daphne Check. I'm joined by my colleague, Jeremy England. He, we're not actually in the same room. We're across the airwaves. Um, but Jeremy and I are really excited to bring you this first episode of our All Things Music podcast. Um, and this is a new adventure for us. So um, first of all, let me officially welcome Jeremy. How you doing, man? I'm well. And yourself? Uh, I, you know what? I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. New adventures. It's new adventures. Yeah, I've got a little bit of the butterflies. You know, we've used to, we're kind of used to doing a podcast, but this is our first time around doing this one. This is our very first one. Yeah, we're all uh, grownups now. Well, let's not go too far with that. (laughs) I don't know if we're grownups. We're coming from a different podcast. It's like, as we mentioned, this is our first episode. So, um, you know, it's kind of going to be similar to our old podcast, just a little bit of rebranding, right? I think so. We get to explore a little bit uh, deeper and go more. We're just going to talk about music, and that's what this whole whole thing is about. This whole experience, and we've, you know, what better way to start than to talk about musical preferences? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to explore today. I think I, I was a little nervous that we weren't going to be able to fill out a whole podcast episode about musical preferences, uh, but then as we started outlining the show, there's like a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't even consider, and like kind of some science that goes into what we choose and what what we choose tells about us. So I'm pretty pumped up to to get into preferences. Yeah, it's funny. You said I kind of had the same feelings. I was a little concerned maybe, you know, we're just kind of talking about opinions for people. And I wasn't really sure if it would be enough, but you know, we get into looking at what or what our preferences are or how. And I said to Jeremy this morning, I think I ended up with some more questions than answers <laughs> when we did our research here. So, um, so I guess what the first question is, what are our musical preferences? How, what, you know, meaning like, how do we choose what we're going to listen to, uh, when we turn on Apple music or whatever, you know, the cool thing is these days. Um, and, and where do you think you get them from? So I, I, my original thoughts on this, when I first put this question out was to me, I'm very influenced by the world around me very, very influenced. Like if a McDonald's commercial comes on, I'm probably going to get McDonald's. I'm super like in, I'm always in fluid with what's around me. So I always kind of thought that I got my musical preferences from, um, how I grew up from my parents, because whatever they were listening to, um, I was usually digging too. Uh, and then of course, as I got older, I was listening to what my friends were listening to. Um, at this point in my life, I'm kind of listening to stuff I need for work. Uh, because obviously, and, and because we're music people in our day gigs too. Um, but I still feel like I'm very swayed by what's around me as far as my personal preferences go. So that's what I think for me personally, but what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I know that my musical influences started very, your preferences started very young. You know, like, uh, I remember the first time I heard sticks, like officially it was introduced to them. And, um, <laughs> you, like, we, we know you love sticks, which by it's the way, true. new listeners, uh, Jeremy loves sticks. Let's I just go a, ahead. I'm, I'm a sticks fan. Yeah. But I remember just as a kid, <laughs> I remember where I was standing and what, uh, it's like de- you have it down to the moment in your brain. Yeah, I mean, I remember oh my putting gosh. the headphones on and my mom telling me, listen to what happens in this song. And, uh, you know, 
uh, it was Mr. Obato, and it was a part where they go back and forth between the headphones. But that was like my moment. So that's like what influenced my preferences at a very young age. And as I've grown, my preferences very much have changed. As I, um, as like you said, we listen to music for our school uh, work or our job as teachers. We listen to music. Um, well, I mean, we had music literature review classes. I did at least, you know, for vocal music in mm-hmm. college. So I had that. Um, but our preferences are so unique. And so we're from Northwest Ohio. Well, I'm from Northwest Ohio. Daphne's from Central Ohio. So we're, we're Midwestern people, which mm-hmm. also makes sense that, like, Styx is a Midwest band from Chicago. So <laughs> that, true. like, fits, you know? So yeah. even, like, kind of where we're from and... Um, I think that has a, a influence into what we like as well. What what are your preferences for you, Daphne, specifically? What's your preference of music? Well, it's really hard for me to answer this question, which is where I kept saying I, I think I have more questions than answers. But I I really like everything, but I think it depends on how I'm feeling. If I really had to like force a preference on me, I generally like rock and pop. But I, I almost, it's so hard for me. I feel like I'm pigeonholing my preferences when I answer that (laughs) because I don't, there's nothing really that I dislike. I think it's, and again, as you point out, we're, we have music, we're music teachers, right? So maybe there's some of that where I've beat into my head that I'm I'm not supposed to pick favorites. I don't know if that's it, but, um, I don't feel I feel like I like so much of everything that it's really hard for me to narrow it down. But I think you're being overly diplomatic. Ah, see, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> here's what I think. Here's what I think. Because we are so our class that we teach specifically is music appreciation, and the one thing that we always are telling our students, we're always saying it's okay if you don't like something, yeah. as long as you can articulate why you don't like it, and you can appreciate why other people do like it. So mm-hmm. through that, you know, it's it can be very difficult to say, well, I dislike country music. Well, you know, like, all country music. Well, no, I like. Country couple country songs and like oh so you like some kind you know people get people get really weird about musical preferences yes but we all have a preference i think like for me it is uh pop punk uh, is my my preference i suppose like if i could listen to anything it'd be like newfound glory some 41 uh fallout boy not really pop punk but mm-hmm. you know like those types of bands that's my preference but that's not my favorite my favorite band is Sticks, which is not that. Yeah, <laughs> all, they're very know, different. My musical preference is towards that genre of music. And I think um, it's okay because you're trying to to rule out what you don't like instead of leaning into what you do like. That's true. And, That's true. And for us, you know, we, we're not teaching students here right now. <laughs> so <laughs> you can right. have an opinion. But when we are teaching, we have to, to really uh, be fair to all styles of music because um, we have so many students that they all represent so many unique styles mm-hmm. and so many different genres. But 
also not at the same time. Well, and, and I think you're, you're absolutely fair because the truth is I beat that so hard into students that it ends up kind of applying to myself. Um, and so, and you know, you speak something like you say something like that enough, you speak it into existence. Mm -hmm. So I, I really did struggle with this question for the, for all the reasons you just outlined. I still think if I've really got to pick something, I generally am leaning toward pop, something more upbeat, um, or like that alternative. Um, and I'm a little, I'm, I like that nineties, uh, era matchbox, 20 third eye blind, uh, vertical horizon, that's funny you say that. I just uh, I just went through uh, Matchbox Twenty phase for like uh, a few weeks, and I've been playing their <laughs> greatest hits album. It's so oh, good. I love it so much. Yes. We went and saw uh, just recently. We went and saw um, Third Eye Blind. Oh yeah, I saw you put that. Yeah, yeah, they're really great live. Um, Gin Blossoms are also another one right up there that's so good live. Uh -huh. And I've had tickets to Matchbox Twenty for like eighteen months now. Um, <laughs> oh, I bet y'all can't figure out why I haven't we haven't got to see Matchbox 20 yet we're they've been rescheduled now for next year but I've been supposed to go to Cincinnati to see Matchbox 20 for about 18 months um so I'm really excited to hopefully see them but yeah I think if I'm if I'm picking my preference I I will say kind of just kind of general pop music and then that like 90s alternative-y sort of pseudo pop rock thing I, I would say too saying that what you just talked about I think any live music is my preference. Oh, uh, amen. If I choose every, like going to see, I'll go see a band that I have no clue who they are. I always get nervous. I never enter these contests, so I don't know why I get nervous, but like <laughs> I, I always get a pang of anxiety where like you could win backstage passes to meet this band or whatever. And I'm like, well, I just want to go hear their music, but what if I don't know their stuff well enough to go meet them in person, you know? So like, yeah. I was thinking about Third Eye Blind. I was like, what if I, what if they come out into the crowd and like I meet them and I don't know anything about their music? So I feel like I have to do like a day or two of research into like learning their lyrics and knowing who they are in case I happen to run into them in the city. <laughs> I love that you like study. I study these bands like you're getting ready for a final exam. I kind of love that. <laughs> but like in all reality, I just like to sit by the soundboard and experience live music and watch people yeah. like do stuff live. So that's my, my overall preference, I suppose. <laughs> I, I'm going to do that now. I have met I have met bands at concerts, um, See? but I was a pretty big fan, so I kind of <laughs> knew stuff. I I got to meet Vertical Horizon when I was twenty. Um, oh, that's I, cool. It was one of those I me and Bestie snuck backstage. Well, not snuck backstage. That sounds really weird. But we we were like they were kind of coming out, so we did the whole we're twenty and we're gonna stalk our favorite band thing. And they were super <laughs> nice. They were so lovely. I've got pictures of of us like meeting them. My best friend, like she or really was my sister, but she she couldn't uh, she couldn't talk. She got so starstruck. <laughs> it was so hilarious. Funny. And I was I and I was the bigger fan of them, so I thought I'd be starstruck. Now I went up, shook their hands, taking pictures, the whole nine. So Oh, you just were too cool for them, huh? Oh, I was too cool. <laughs> uh they and yeah, they wouldn't remember me now. But I still love uh, that picture. It's I it just it makes me laugh. So yeah, it does happen. You can go to these concerts and meet bands. I'm living proof of that. <laughs> exactly. But uh so okay, so let's start so you mentioned some of these external 
general influences as did I, but like we get them from our peers and our family. I think it starts out with your family, right? Because that's yeah. what you're in the car. So oh, I yeah. remember playing music for our daughter when she was like two or three uh, and exposing her to like Good Charlotte, the Pandora playlist with Good Charlotte and, and everybody else of that era. My wife and I both listened to, but I think as we get older, you know, that social pressure of what your peers are listening to really starts to come into play. Um, you know, and you start swapping CDs or, hey, listen to this or check this out. Or nowadays it's, um, you know, you got the aux cord. Actually, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. It's just like I may be showing my age. But when you're in the car, you got the aux cord. Oh, you yeah. just can control the music. You know what I mean? So, yeah. There's one in my car. Yeah. See? I'm just saying. Um, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, because uh, I still have an, an old iPad that I got, oh, my gosh, probably in 2009. It's still working, so I just keep it in my car. And then on road trips, I plug that bad boy in. That's so cool. Because why not? And just hit random. It's like a blast from the past. It is. It is. When I take long drives, it's actually kind of fun for that reason. So the ox, I don't think the ox cord's that outdated. I'm just saying. Yeah, let us know if we're, you know, we're old. But. We are. We are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So interest, musical and non-musical, we uh uh, you know, that influences everything that we do and gives us our preferences of like if you're in a music world, like there are bands that I appreciate more uh, because I play an instrument. You know, I can Absolutely. I, I appreciate and I, I prefer sometimes some complex music. So like uh, like a perfect circle is a, a, a good example. They have some really interesting lyric writing and all that stuff. And um, so like that is depending on how much you know about music or don't know or like what you're into um that can influence a lot so like uh what's another what's a non-musical influence or non-musical interest that might influence your preferences well i have two examples in my universe um one being video games i like video games a lot um i enjoy playing particularly nintendo um i really enjoy a lot of the music that's in video games um particularly like um, Celeste, if you know that video game, that's mm-hmm. got a great soundtrack. That's probably the one that, uh, or Rocket League. I love the music from the game Rocket League. Um, so I, I even have a playlist. My sister made it that is just uh, music from Rocket League. So it's nice. only like Rocket League jam. We call it Rocket League jams. And when we got to get stuff done, man, that list goes on and we get stuff done. So that's video games is an interest of mine that has nothing to do with music, but I draw a lot of musical preference from that um the other one is football i'm a big football fan um and so there's sometimes there's a lot of music that they'll play on um either the nfl commercials or even on college day or even in the stadium like those kind of they used to call them jock jams man we're really showing our age but i know uh, i was <laughs> thinking of jock jams and the album you got oh yeah, my gosh oh the jock jams were the bomb um <laughs> yep. but yeah but there's been a lot especially like newer hip hop or R&B or hip hop or rap that they'll play in a lot of, uh, w- that it's associated with football that I'll immediately go and pick up. So for me, yeah. those are probably the two non-musical interests where I actually get musical pref. Like I pick music from those things. That's funny. You mentioned video games. You, you pick specifically like video game music, except for Rocket League is a little bit more poppy stuff, but yeah, I immediately thought of uh, Tony Hawk. Any Tony Hawk game? Oh, yes. Specifically, not Tony Hawk, but the game that just jumps out to me immediately is uh, Dave Mears BMX, and I played mm-hmm. that game for like 
days probably as a kid, and that is for sure some of the musical influences that I got. And the other non-musical influence or interest is uh, the crowd I hung out with, like a skater music. And, and I had some good friends that were like uh, kind of the burnout skater people <laughs> in high school. For sure. And so... That, that has a very specific type of music that goes along with that uh, style. So that definitely had some influences on my, my preferences of music. So That's interesting. That's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I love that. I kind of I love that you're very consistent. <laughs> I don't know what that means, well, but I like I, it. <laughs> I, 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 you are very like, I know what you're, you, I got this image of like young Jeremy <laughs> and, and that's it. Like the skater kind of burnout, uh, oh, group, which you're not that person. And, and those not, people, I just hung out with them, I but, guess. <laughs> right. But, and that's, I don't mean that to be a bad thing no, at all. Do your thing people, but yeah, it's, they're good people. You're very much like. You know, especially when you're talking about like Fallout Boy and all that stuff, those are those are kind of at least cousins. That can't, it's very funny. I just you're very consistent, and I appreciate that that's so hilarious. much about you. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Now I gotta think. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep it. I'm just being me. So if it's consistent, that's good. Don't change uh, your opinion on anything uh, ever, or you'll throw ever. me ever. Just never have an ev- evolution. Never. Oh my gosh! Another influence we have is on media, which you already not, you had kind of mentioned some like jingle type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, and I was thinking too. Uh, I remember discovering a band called Buddha Head, uh, based off of a show on MTV. It might have been like Dog the Bounty Hunter or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, there's a song playing in the background. They pop it up like a pop up video type thing. This is Buddha Head singing this song. And so even like the shows we watch, um, I'm like, oh, that is. Kind of like TikTok for the younger generations, you discover sounds, right? It's all about the sounds. Mm-hmm. There's videos and stuff to it, but um, I, you know, I discover a lot of music from from this uh, type of stuff. That's one thing Dog the Bounty Hunter, I think, always did well, is they always um, highlighted the music they used at the end of that show. I really like to, you know, I, if a commercial's running and I hear a piece of music from it maybe i'll like it but then of course it does the exact thing that's supposed to do which is it tight it connects me to the yeah. product to the service that it's selling but again as i mentioned i can be really swayed by media i know this about me so i have to really kind of watch it because <laughs> like i said if i see a commercial for mcdonald's i'm probably going there for dinner that night yeah. um, seriously man now yeah. i'm gonna get uh, you know i'm gonna have to get Jeez, um, I was going to eat a salad, but now I'm getting a quarter pounder anyway, right. <laughs> but I'm really swayed by that. But that doesn't mean I don't, um, I don't let it expose me to new songs or music Yeah, because it, they're still using good stuff. So. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, if you are listening to this and you don't think that you're influenced by media and music, <laughs> then, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I would call bogus on that, I yeah. think. I would, a because lot of people we're spend a lot of money on how to manipulate your mind. Well, and they're researching <laughs> it, too. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory. It sounds really conspiracy theorist, but I mean, there's a whole dedication to to music and moods and all. That. And we're going to talk about some of these preferences here, and they can they can really tie like what you like as a person, your demographic, and like your characteristics and the music you like. They can tie that to a product and make it more influential for you. I mean, think of like uh, like I don't know different kinds of beer, for example, and like how it might tie to country music. Well, you know you. You might not drink a Budweiser because that's a very country style beer that's tied in, but you know, it's in the end, it's just beer. But 
it, it can get so tied together that they can kind of become synonymous one with one another. So I think that's an interesting you know, thing to explore. And people like you said are studying it. Um, so those are some external influences. I, I kind of noted this, that we do have some internal influences. Um, we might prefer like rhythm, harmony, timbre, uh, lyrics, stuff like that. Like each of us might have a different preference. That's kind of internal. And we link an article in our show notes. Um, I refer to it as the O'Bannon article. That's the author, but it's kind of talks about how, yeah, we have all these external influences, but we do have like things that we innately like or that we are drawn to. I know that I am a rhythm person for sure. Um, I'm a percussionist, so it's no doubt to me. Like I've always been fascinated by how rhythms can lay over time or, um, especially polyrhythmic stuff, like just how the math of that kind of works. Um, and I'm also a lyrics person. You know, I have I have that like uh, I can relate to this song because of what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm that person, too. So for me, it's rhythm and lyrics that without any other influences, that those are usually the things I'm personally drawn to. Oh, I remember that. And you remember that, too, listener. Remember that, too, when we go and look at uh, personality traits and what you're drawn to and what that says about you. Yeah, We're see, I, you. I already... Okay, let's get into this, because <laughs> I, I told Jeremy this morning, I feel like it's almost intrusive, because you feel yeah. when you go into this, you feel exposed, I think. Mm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Exactly. I just, it feels, I don't know. You just, I just feel a little weird, which is one of the first things that um, we talk about here. We wanted to point out is that people get defensive about this stuff <laughs> and, and there's no need to be proud of who you are, man. If you, you like polka, then by gosh, you stick by your polka and you rock with it because that's awesome. But it's funny about that we get defensive about it. Yeah, that's because people poo-poo on other people's preferences. Yeah. Like we have no, no right poo-poo. to do that to Don't other poo-poo. people. So Don't you do know, that. Yeah. Just say, okay, you like that music, drive on. That's right. So we could talk about what that, yeah, what it says about us because I am not a lyrics person. I really appreciate really great, clever lyrics. So uh, but I am I don't prefer that right away like i need a good voice and i need it to work well with the music but like what you're saying could be mumbo jumbo until about the 20th time i hear it (laughs) you know and it Mm -hmm. doesn't really it doesn't really matter so um i am not that way so we can discover like all these kind of things and that's can be from a childhood it's like nature versus nurture type stuff right now uh, that we're talking (laughs) about music but it can be what you're exposed to as a kid what you're um kind of leaning towards well you grew up as a percussionist so that makes sense rhythm so did you appreciate rhythm because you like percussion or did you do percussion because you appreciate rhythm (laughs) i i think i honestly believe i chose percussion because i was always into rhythm i remember even as a kid i remember even like when i was younger my mom um 80s headband check right hairband check and so like the first time i saw ricky rocket from poison and his drum set on the tv this is before i was even a percussionist (laughs) i thought it was the coolest thing and i was all i was constantly watching all four of his appendages move and trying to figure out how he was doing that so i think i i think i liked rhythm therefore i became a percussionist i think for that's me. awesome yeah i believe that i i am not a lyric person like i said earlier and so words are difficult for me to like memorize and know and i became a vocal major in which college. i was just, literally was just gonna say <laughs> that had to be really hard then for you because you are a vocal person it is it's interesting i love 
what comes about it, and I have to work like really hard. So like the the lyric side of it, I have to work really hard at. The musical side is is a lot easier, and I pick up music a lot quicker. But um, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. I grew up playing trumpet though, so um, that, that's part of it. And um, but now I play play a lot of guitar and, and drums. I'm also fascinated by. And uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting how we end up here. But I don't get defensive about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying not to be. I think I'm just. Yeah. I've, I've got a soft shell today. I don't know, but like. No, it's I, all good. <laughs> but I think. Um, well, anytime you're letting anybody look inward at you it's you have to be very you have to be kind of vulnerable to that and and or at least allow yourself to be vulnerable which and a lot of people feel like they can relate to music it's very universal so it does feel like you're getting the script to someone's soul a little bit when you do so you know again don't be defensive because it's not it's not a bad thing if you have one type of personality trait or another personalities are personalities you know they're just what they are so try not to be defensive and i'm gonna speak that into my existence too (laughs) (laughs) you you hit on something really important about like this capturing of a a part of your soul almost you know the people who are really really making it big um are are doing that you know sometimes it feels kind of like what they're making is cheap or poppy maybe some of it is you know like some of the kind of the weird lyric type music <laughs> but it is still no matter how shallow or deep something is it is still capturing a part of us which is why they become popular so even if somebody's putting out a really shallow song it's still capturing a part of our soul because we listen to it. So, like, if you like to listen to poppy, shallow, lyric content music, and that is enjoyable to you, other you, you might get defensive that other people are going to think that you're shallow and don't care about much. But that's not, you know, that's just who you are. And that's yeah. okay because it's still a part of you. Um, and then we feel like we have to get into these camps, right? We feel like, okay, like you had said earlier, you like all these different styles of music. Uh, well, we can have different preferences in different, situa- different situations or different days. So, I mean, you were kind of correct in that, but like... If I like to listen to, like I said, a Matchbox 20 phase for a month, does that mean Matchbox 20 is my preference all the time? No, not necessarily, but I prefer it that day. Or like I'm listening to jazz. Do I prefer jazz all the time? No, but today I do, and I appreciate it, and I like it. So like we're complex people because we're people, and we have brains that we don't understand with millions and trillions of neurons, but we're still complex. And so our musical traits can be, our musical preferences can be complex. I absolutely. And I love that you kind of said that because I kind of think about it is like, it's something that's constantly in motion or that's fluid. Because one of the things I I mentioned, or that I was thinking about is, um, but what if you like all the genres, you know, like kind of (laughs) what I was originally thinking. And, um, you know, does yes you can like everything because one day you're you might you might be swimming in and out of stuff but here's my thing like if you listen when you choose jazz does that mean you're more introspective that day if you're choosing pop music does that mean you're more extroverted that day like my question really was like are we leaning in to a if we pick a certain um genre one day does that mean we're leaning into the traits that are associated with it at that time you know what i mean and i don't and 
I, I don't know if that's true, but it was a question I thought of, you know, because some days I'm rock and some days I'm classical and it just depends, you know, it just depends. But is that more tied to my mood than my preference? I, I think so. Here's what I think uh, about that. I think that uh, there are going to be people who listen to the same style of music for their whole life and be perfectly content with it. And you know what? More power to you, rock on. That's their home base. That's what they like. And they don't want to listen to anything else, you know. Um, and then there are people who are like musical explorers. And so they have their home base. And then they start to go out and like experience other styles of music. What I think for me, what end up, ends up happening is... I, as I learn new music and I hear new music and I hear the characteristics of music, I have new tools of expression of my emotions and of my life. So I think that it is um, leaning into the emotions or the feelings of the day. But now I can express those in a different musical style. Like I don't have to find a sad song by Styx. You know, I can go listen to an all American reject song because I have that in my tool belt now. Um, it's kind of like an artist who paints, right? When you are a painter, you can use three, the three primary colors, but as you get more expansive and, you know, explore more, you can start to use new techniques and you can start to use new colors and new um, ideas, but you're still a painter, but you can just express what you're feeling and what you're seeing in new ways. That's what I think as you explore music, you can do. So I think you do lean into the day, whatever you're feeling that day. Yeah. I, I, we've talked a lot on our, in our previous life. That's what I'm gonna call it now in our previous life podcast, (laughs) um, about how music and emotion are tied. So we'll say, we could save that discussion for a later point, but I just, I just got thinking about how like personality and mood can be related. I guess, I guess part of me was just looking at this, like does, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's I think it's bogus that, you know, they're studying this stuff because obviously they're not. They're finding trends. But I think it's one of those things that's so in flux and so fluid and so tied to other things that I think it can be difficult to really say, well, rock means you're sad or what. You know, I think I think it's I think it's very hard to describe. But speaking of thinking, is music affecting our thinking? So we talked a little bit about the mood, but let's talk about this. And I think you you brought up a good point here about violent music and violence. So do you think that's affecting things? I think that it has the potential to help you along (laughs) your thinking, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that it is directly um, causing that. It's a tricky subject because as you're going back into what you're saying, like, are you leaning into what you're feeling? And so does that like help you spiral down? Like if I just, I think if I just sat down and started listening to uh, violent music, uh, I probably wouldn't listen to it for very long because uh, it just probably is like so foreign to me or like, I just, I don't know. I'm just not, it's not my jam. <laughs> it probably wouldn't affect me. But I think that if I had stuff in my life that lended me towards whatever emotion this was, if it's violence or, or acting out in extreme love or whatever, I think it becomes easier to identify with that, which kind of gives you like a, a manifesto of sorts that you don't have to write down yourself. You can just point to the music, um, that you listen to, uh, I don't know if it's the cause, but perhaps there's some correlation. Yeah, causation causation isn't correlation, so... Yeah, but I am a firm believer that what we put into ourselves affects our moods. Um, oh, that's true. A lot, of, a lot of ways, like what we watch and what we listen to. And, and I, I think 
as I've gotten older and more aware of myself and my thinking, I think it's naive of me to think that uh, th- that's not affecting you. Just look at social media and like how you can spiral down into like the doomsday scrolling and how that just affects you, you know, and that's, that's not music, but that is a, Oh, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know how I feel about it personally. Cause I've, I've really had to like, especially in the early days of pandemic really had to get off social media. I didn't yeah. delete, but I, I was, it was go- it was doomsday scrolling. It, yeah. it was just what it was. So yeah, I can totally relate to that. Now on the flip side of that, we know music can heal too, right? Like we know we know that it can be good for um, us. So you know, you pose the question: Can we have therapy and healing with a style of music we don't like? I say yes uh, because th- I think there's we know enough about music that there's we know that there's qualities in music between chord structure, rhythm structure, lyrical content, stuff like that, that can provide, um, wellness for humans. So I, I firmly believe that, yes, we can have therapy, even if we don't like the music. I agree. Uh, It's the same way, like what you put into you can, can really affect you and make you happy and, or change your mood in a lot of ways. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we can. I think it's just tricky. You have to really prepare people for to feel emotions. And some of this is like how willing is a person to hear this. So like if I just said, hey, listen to this song, listen to this opera song and you, you know, you'll be happy like that doesn't that doesn't work. It takes some setup. So like we listened yesterday in class to a song called uh, Nessun Dorma, which is a a aria from. Puccini's Turandot, a a huge opera, and basically the synopsis is this prince wants to marry a princess. She hates him. She wants to kill him, and she's, like, torturing everybody to find out his name and blah, blah, blah. Very dark setup. But the prince is singing, and it's like this really emotional moment. So when I set my class up for that, for this three-minute song, uh, people at the end of the class were like, I... I'm feeling something, I don't know what it is, or I have goosebumps, or I'm crying, you know, like about this song in a totally different language. Um, that setup allowed people to feel stuff. So you almost had to open the door for that to take root in people. So I think that's the the most important thing you can do for people who need to heal with maybe music they're not used to is, is the setup. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I, you know, there is usually such a strong connection I to music for therapy or healing, even whether you like it or not. I was kind of thinking about when you were talking about this, people got a reaction out of it. I was kind of thinking about the fact if I need a good cry, I have about five songs that I know will always make me cry. Won't matter. It will always make me cry. And I'm not a crier. I'm not one of those people who watch movies and cry. I'm just not. But if I need to for a release, for therapy, for healing, even if it's not about what the songs are about, there's probably about five songs. As soon as I hear the first few chords, it's it's game over. That's because you've been conditioned for that. Well, right? that I mean, is you, because I've been you conditioned. You set up yeah, for that. I was so set you up have the that. setup already, and you already know how to process that. Other people mm-hmm. have not been on that journey, right? So. Right, but I think that's a bit, but I think it's a really great um, example that you provide here. That yeah. it's these students weren't necessarily. Um, prep for that, but they still had the reaction to it. So can we change our musical preferences over time? I mean, you and I are, we're not old, but we're not like young anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. not, we're not set in our ways. So uh, I'll tell you my experience is I, I like pop music. I like a lot of pop music and pop music from my generation was, you know, pretty much important to me because that was the popular music at the time. <laughs> and we listen to some stuff sometimes and I just, I'm driving in the van and I look at my wife and I just say, this 
just makes no sense to me. <laughs> you know, like I feel like <laughs> this music is not for me. That's what I say. Like, I don't think this music is for me. Like I'm like intruding <laughs> on young people's culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like like you're not supposed to be there. Right. Like you're yeah, like, like you're peeking into something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think so the preferences I think culture's preferences have changed. Maybe not mine, but um you know, I think of, I don't know what pop music was like, because it changes so quickly, right? That's the nature of pop music. But when I was growing up, we had, uh, when I, back in my day, pop music had a wow. lot of, it was a little bit more um, rock heavy and had more guitar solos. And then very shortly, it became rock with like rap, you know, and then it became more hip hop as the style. So the preferences of the popular music has changed. Uh, my preferences haven't necessarily changed, but uh, what people are pushing to the top has has changed for sure yeah i i agree though i i think too that you can kind of sort of well i think you can kind of sort of change but um i think you just have to be open to it i i like like when you were talking about you know shaking your fist and growling at the radio that's what you did right um when you were doing when you were doing that um you know you were like i don't think this is for me and sometimes i listen to pop and feel the same thing however I still, that's kind of why I listen to pop because I want to like know what's going on. I want to know trends. And there's a lot of stuff that out that I wouldn't have listened to or I wouldn't have uh, paid much more attention to if I just kind of blew it off. And I, I think it keeps me young. Maybe that's just the old person, the older person in me saying that. But, you know, knowing like right now, who's who's really popular? Harry Styles. Okay, everybody's digging him. He's got a couple stuff, a couple things I'm digging, you know. So, and I wouldn't have necessarily picked him up had I not been actively seeking out some of this newer stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Harry Styles. I was Mm -hmm. a big fan of Justin Bieber back in the day when he Mm -hmm. came out. So, yeah, I'm totally with you. I just, I am more aware of my preferences and how they uh, clash. (laughs) Yeah, initially, yeah. That makes uh, so sense. An example I have in here is the Bruno Mars "Locked Out of Heaven." They're locked out of heaven, mm-hmm. and in that song, this song drove me nuts for a while. It had like this cowbell, but it was like very like eight oh eight type thing, and I just I hated it so much. And then I listened <laughs> to it like you know a few more times because it's on the radio, and it's a great song. <laughs> like and so that has been added and has shaped my my preferences, but I did not like it. So I think our preferences can change and continue to be shaped, like you said, if you allow yourself to be exposed to that. And if you are actively seeking out music or at least allowing new music to seep into your into your lives. Right. So I, I kind of, I wrote down kind of a small note here that I understood what you were saying when you did the Bruno Mars Locked Out of Heaven thing, because yeah. I did that with Tom Petty's uh, and Heartbreakers Don't Come Around Here No More. When that came out, I was little and I couldn't deal with it. And (laughs) I just, I couldn't, I remember being like, mommy, turn it off. Um, Then as I got older, I was fine. But now I will, I should put an asterisk by this and saying that what I realized once I got older was that the video scared me. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen the video to this? I have not seen it. I'll look it up when we get done here. Yeah. You'll just remember that I was like six and you'll probably see why you know, I was scared. But what I, what I did realize was that my problem wasn't always the song. It was the, the video, but I have watched myself change 
on this opinion because I thought I didn't like Tom Petty at all. And now I'm starting to realize that's not necessarily true. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have these personality traits and stuff. There's an article in here I want to mention real quick uh, that will be linked. It's called Very Well Mind. It's, well, it's the website is Very Well Mind. And the article is titled Music Preferences in Your Personality. What does music taste and music reveal about you? And it's basically a summary of a very scientific study of 36,000 people they did from all over the world. And they drop it down into like... Um, the, char- the overarching characteristics of every person. It's very fascinating to read, and you can find out based on your style of music, like what they say. It's kind of like a personality test for musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, the Briggs Meyer of, of yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But here's the the thing that like fascinated me, and I've been thinking about for a while. Is it says. This is the quote. Researchers found that people can make accurate judgments about an individual's level of extroversion, creativity, and open-mindedness after listening to 10 of their favorite songs. I wrote down when I, I made a note on this article when I saved it, and I said, you know, like, it just makes you feel like you're not as special as you think you are. <laughs> but, but that's okay, because we all, we're not as unique as we think we are. And I think there's some comfort in that, that there are people that can speak into these broad experiences that unite a lot of people together or play into these. Um, so we are connected in this unique way. Uh, but like, think about your 10 favorite songs, uh, write them down and see if people can like guess your personality or like if that makes sense to you because <laughs> you might be surprised I guess about what you find out about yourself yeah I think it's definitely opening the door to you got to be comfortable with it too but I think it's probably a good exercise to do because yeah. it's it's it'd be interesting to see how much of that is really relating I I, I think that's such a fun little I, I'm going to try and do it. I think. Yeah, we'll see. I think it will reveal it will reveal your preference because if you just oh, think about sure. it in isolation, you can like say, "What are my top ten songs?" It will really reveal something about you, which I think is cool. And there's an old quote. I don't know how old it is, but I know it's from like I heard it from uh, the Ohio State football coach. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, coach during Maurice Claret's time. Uh, basically, it was show me your Trestle. six closest friends. Yeah, Jim Trestle. Show me your six closest friends, and I'll show you. I'll tell you what kind of man you are. And I think about that kind of in this music. Like, show me your top ten songs, and I'll tell you like how you view the world. Because as we always teach our kids. The way music is written affects the culture, but culture also affects the music. So Amen. we're no different. You know, how we view and listen to music affects us, but how we live in the world affects what we listen to. So, um, yeah, I think it's – write it down. I'm a, I'll, I'll think about this in the next couple of days, Daphne, and I'll send you my top ten list. And you can see if you can figure out who I am as a person, if it <laughs> matches up with who I am. Are they all going to be stick songs? No, they're not. It's probably maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do we cultivate our preferences? We, we made a note here as we close um, about how to um, change it up or maybe um, figure out different preferences. So one is use the algorithms, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> but I think it's actually a, a good idea. Let, you know, we have these algorithms built into YouTube and everything that, that, um, you know, they figure out what we already have liked and, oh, well, here's a new thing. Try this. Um, and so that can expose you to some different stuff or new playlists. Um, one of the things I thought, and I, I feel like this would be a mind a mind twist, but have you ever built a playlist with a friend of yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And you all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't know they liked that song. 
Or yeah. I didn't know they, I've never heard of this. I, I challenge listeners for you to try this. I've done this um, and it's made, it's helped me find some fun music. You, you might be completely shocked at what you find. I would say uh, the next stuff is listen to new stuff. And like, so that's a great way to do it is your friends will influence what you listen to. Um, with these algorithms, so in Apple Music, that's what I'm familiar with, you, you like a song or you heart it. And that's how you do it. It's either you like it or you don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you do nothing. And so that idea of show me the 10 songs that are your favorite and I'll show you what kind of person you are, you just only have to like a few songs and it will start to like create these new playlists of new artists that are similar or they think that you will like. I mean, we're all very smart. And um, and then listen to their influences, which might expose you to some genres you're not familiar with. But the people that you like, look for their articles about them, look for articles about them or look on Wikipedia and see who influenced them and then listen to them. And then you might be able to like hear those influences. So like, uh, go, let's go back to Sticks for a second. Uh, <laughs> they are very influenced by the Beatles and Queen. And once I started hearing that, I could definitely hear some Beatles influences and the new piano singer uh not new he's like been there for a while but he's a huge queen fan and the latest album they just dropped i I listened to it and i was like oh my gosh that is like so queen right there but and they're kind of the same genre but like as you get further back you start getting to like okay who influenced the beatles well blues and jazz and stuff so start listening and you can really start to expand out that way so you don't have, you're not making huge leaps i'm not telling you to like listen to uh you know i don't know some country singer and i'm saying you need to immediately go listen to the the gangster rap that is totally different from you you know what i mean or or whatever like find the trail that leads you there and take small steps and try, instead of trying to leap all the way out well said. Well said. And I think um, that's such a good place to end because one of the things you'll hear Jeremy and I on this podcast and in our past life podcast, we always talk about just go find new stuff. And that'll be a theme um, between us uh, and on this podcast quite a bit. So um, as we wrap up, and I'm going to do this slowly because this is the first time I'm doing this. Um, how do you interact with us? So first of all, um, you can find us on Twitter. Is it underscore ATM podcast? That's correct. Perfect. Okay. I thought I had that right. Um, I just want to make sure. So we are at underscore ATM podcast on Twitter. If you'd like to yell at Jeremy or discuss sticks uh, with him, (laughs) which a lot of people do, you can find him at Jeremy P. England. He's also on Twitter. You can reach us. um, Our website is www.allthingsmusicpodcast.com. And if you want to send us an email about how we are wrong about everything, you can can email us contact at all things music podcast.com. So um, reach out to us. Uh, let us know how we're, you know, doing, uh, how, how this is starting. Uh, this is a new journey for us. Thanks for, uh, you know, jumping on board with us. We're really excited to get this going. And uh, thanks for joining us for our first episode. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>